So if you are, if you are on Facebook, you use Facebook and you're friends with me or with Pastor Larone, and there are some other people who also have this, you would have seen posts coming through every day because we are doing a challenge. And the challenge is called 40 Days Journey to the Cross. So we are doing five days every week, five days of reading a portion of the story of just following the disciples and Jesus on their last journey to Jerusalem as Jesus gets crucified. And we started this week, this week was our, la- was our first week, and what struck me was on the first day as I was doing this, I already noticed something that was pretty significant. And so I want to just take you there. I want to take us to Mark chapter 10, because this is where the journey begins. Mark chapter 10, verse 32. And it says, now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them. And then it says, and they were amazed, as in the disciples were amazed. And all we are told is that Jesus is walking in front of them, and then suddenly they're amazed. There is no explanation. And then, in fact, right after, the line says, as they followed, they were afraid. So what is happening right there? Well, the word for amazed is the word tambeo, and it's only used four times in the New Testament. Three times in the book of Mark, where it's saying where Jesus says something, he gives them some kind of instructions, and they're amazed. They're astonished at his teaching. And then the, the fourth time is in the book of Acts, when Paul is struck by the light and he encounters Jesus, and afterwards it says that he was trembling and he was tambeo, astonished, amazed. So in other words, the word means to be shocked at something. And so the disciples, as they're watching Jesus in front of him, in front of them, they notice something is wrong. They can see it in his mannerism and his body posture. Maybe he just slumps suddenly, and they get this impression that it's bad. Whatever is going to happen is not good because of the way that that he looks to them. And so then he turns around and he tells them, well, yes, I'm going to be betrayed and I am going to die but I will be resurrected. Jesus knows why he's doing this. He knows that the only way to restore humanity to God because of sin and evil is for him to die on the cross, and so he is on a mission. And no matter how difficult this mission is, he will accomplish it because he loves us. So as this journey begins, there are different stops that the disciples and Jesus make along the way to the cross. And there is one very significant one that we are celebrating today, and that is a stop at the Last Supper, also known as communion. And so I want us to read that portion, but we're going to kind of be in Luke for that portion, in Luke 22, and also in Exodus chapter 12. So if you have a hard Bible like mine, you can just go into those, those two spots because we're going to look at both. Luke 22 and Exodus 12. 
So the, di the disciples arrive at this dinner, but before they do so, we are told that something happens. Well, first of all, the leaders of the nation, they get together and they're talking about getting rid of Jesus. They want to put him to death, but they realize, well, maybe we can't do it right now because it's Passover. And all these people are here, and did you see the fact that they were all throwing these palm branches in front of him and crying out, Hosanna to the king? Well, we can't really do it now. But then something happens that changes their mind. Judas comes up to them and says, hey, if you want me to, I will deliver him into your hands. Just what will you pay me for it? And so the arrangement is made. And Jesus was going to be put to death on that night of the Passover. As you know, the Jewish calendar, and as we celebrate the Sabbath, starts on, from sundown to sundown. And so the Passover, sundown to sundown, there's actually a dispute between the Jews during that time on whether they should celebrate the Passover on the Thursday evening or whether they should celebrate it on Friday afternoon between three and sundown or whether it should be that Thursday evening which would be sundown to midnight. And so some celebrated in the evening on Thursday and some on Friday, which is very interesting because that means that some of those who chose to celebrate the Passover on Friday afternoon would have been doing so just as Jesus is on the cross dying. And they're eating the lamb right at that time. Well, now on Thursday evening... We get to this story because Jesus says we're going to eat it now because he knows that during the night is when they're going to try him and he's going to be put to death. And so they're eating this, this evening lamb or this evening meal, which consists of a lamb. So I want to read from Luke 22, verse 14. It says, when the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Why the Passover? Why was it so important? Well, let's read Exodus 12. And in Exodus 12, we're going to read... starting with verse 3. God is saying, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor, ne neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. The, most people say that a lamb would have lasted or would have been enough for about 12 to 15 people. And so if you had a household that was smaller than that, you would get together with neighbors. And then it says, the specification was, your lamb shall be without blemish. Why without blemish? Who does this lamb represent? Jesus. And then right at the bottom of that, of that um, passage, 
In verse 14, it says, this day shall be to you a memorial. Sounds a lot like what Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. It was to be a memorial. A memorial of what? Of God delivering the Israelites from the Egyptians. But they were to eat the lamb and the unleavened bread because both of those things also pointed towards the future of what Jesus was going to do for them. Now I want us to read, go back to Luke 22 and I'm gonna read this part of what Jesus does. So it says he, took the, he takes the cup gives thanks and says, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And then he takes the bread, gives thanks. He broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. I was reading a book called Sitting at the Feet of Jesus, of, of Rabbi Jesus, which is talking about the Jewishness of, of Jesus. And I read, I came upon something that I had never known before. So there are scholars who believe that there was a tradition during this time that when you ate the Passover bread, when you started out your dinner, you would take the bread and you would just tear off a piece of it. And that piece was saved for the end of dinner. And at the end of dinner, that piece was pulled out and then distributed. And that last piece stood for the coming one, the Messiah was a reminder of the Messiah. So what we see here is the end of dinner. And so if that tradition and that belief is actually true, then what Jesus is doing is he's pulling out that piece of bread that was saved that said this is for the coming one. And then he breaks it and he passes around. And he says, this is my body. He is calling himself the Messiah. And he's been doing that for a while, but they still don't seem to get it. He's very clear over here, I am the Messiah who will die for you. And then he says, do this in remembrance of me. Do what in, remember, in remembrance of me? Do all of it, all that he did that night. He said, wash your feet together. They kept arguing over and over and over about which one of them is going to be the greatest, which one is going to sit next to Jesus in this glory. And Jesus finally says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to serve each other. It's not about being the greatest and you thinking that you're better than someone else, that you're greater because of your beliefs, because of your behavior, because of who you think that person is? He says, no. That's not the way I want you to act towards each other. I want you to serve just like I am serving you. And then he gives them the cup and the bread and he says, you do this also as a remembrance of what I have done for you. Because this is what restores you to me. Jesus had to die in order for us to be restored to God because sin broke that relationship. Evil destroys.
So Jesus says, do this in remembrance. What is our response supposed to be to the communion, to this remembrance? Well, I know what the response was of the Israelites when God told them about the Passover. And so I want you to go back to Exodus 12. In Exodus 12, verse 26, it says, And it shall be when your children say to you, What do you mean by the service? He's saying at some point, people will forget. They will not know why you're doing this anymore. And when they ask you why, he says, tell them this. It is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. And now look at what the response is of the people. It says, so the people bowed their heads and worshiped. So the people bowed their heads and worshiped. That is the response for this remembrance. What is your response today to knowing that Jesus has died for you? May it be that for every single one of us today, it's about bowing our heads and worshiping, worshiping the creator who did everything that he could so that we are saved. Let's pray. Lord God, I know I want my response to be worshiping you. Lord, sometimes doing communion and remembering what you've done for us can just become a rote thing, just like the Passover became for the people. But it is not supposed to be so. Because what you have done is amazing. And it should astonish us every time we think about it. And so, Lord, help us today as we go through communion to bow down and worship, to confess our sins, to come to you humbly, and to leave everything at your feet, and to commit to walking with you once again. I pray this in your name, amen.